What is up, everybody? This is Recap Rewind. I'm Jay Lag. And I'm NB. And this episode is recapping and reviewing Riverdale Season 4, Episode 13. And it's called Chapter 70, The Ides of March. And don't forget, guys, stick around for the ending because we are going to go through our recap roundups, our best moments, our best lines. And then we're going to do your recap roundups, the ones that you guys have sent us. Ooh, girl. So be sure to stick around for that. We also have our contest going on right now for a chance to win a $50 Amazon gift card and pop socket to enter. All you need to do is rate and comment on our iTunes page and you'll be entered in this draw. We're extending this contest to the end of Riverdale Season 4 and we have to say it's because there aren't a lot of entries. So you could actually win. Guys, this is not a joke, y'all. All you have to do... All you have to do is go onto the iTunes app that you're listening to us from and leave us a review. And that is it. And That's you can it. probably win a $50 Amazon gift card. That's it. Like the chances right now are like, like almost 100%. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so just do it. Leave us, leave us a good review, a five-star review. And that's basically your entry into the contest. Exactly. As always, to our continuing listeners and our brand new ones, thank you for joining us. Don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe to the channel. Let's get into this episode. What the hell? <laughs> so let's get into it. But guys, also, please stick around for the ending of the podcast because we're going to really do a deep dive into like what the Theories. fuck is going on in Riverdale for and sure. like is Jughead really dead? dead. Um, so we're really going to get into that and our predictions and our like analysis. So stick around. Be patient. That's coming at the end. But for now, what did you think? So much happened this episode. Um, I'm confused. I'm shocked. I'm worried. I'm uh, so many feelings after watching this episode for sure. How about you? Uh, I really like the episode. Um, I love how the whole ending kind of it was kind of creepy and, you know, the music was really good. Right. And uh, we got a lot of Varchi moments this episode, which I was oh, yeah. like very like happy with because I was like, we haven't. Literally, we haven't seen them together like all season. Right. Um, it was a good episode. I'm just really, really, really hoping and praying, guys, that this whole Jughead storyline does make sense. Yeah. And that they wrap it up in a cool way. I'm yeah. really, really hoping that that happens. Same. I feel like there might be some plot holes that we might have to poke holes into and just kind of discuss what everybody else thinks. But we'll get to that at the very end, as NB mentioned. We're going to take it right from the top and then go all the way through it. But before we even go through the episode, I do want to call out the uh, name of the yes. episode, which is and called. I'm glad the... you're doing this because I needed to research this. Yeah. So I'm glad that you're giving this to our listeners because I think they need to understand what this the Ides of March is. Yeah. So the Ides of March, according to Wikipedia, is March 15th specifically. And the only reason why I knew about it before this episode, because my dad's birthday is on the 15th and he's always like, the Ides of March. I was born on the Ides of March and he's so depressed all the time. But it's because the Ides of March was a day in the Roman calendar that corresponds to March 15th. It was marked by several religious observances and was notable for the Romans as a deadline for settling debts. In 44 BC, it became notorious as the date of the assassination of Julius Caesar, which made the Ides of March a turning point in Roman history. So that is a lot of information. But what did you take away from it? You know what? Um, I do appreciate that definition, but I feel like the Riverdale writers, they try to, and they've done this since the beginning, they've always tried to kind of connect a movie title with the episode and like what's happening in the episode. Sometimes I feel like it's very, very random and like, 
they are just pulling a name because they needed a film name to like represent their episode so right. i don't know if i'm fully like taking this definition and like applying it to like what's gonna happen to jughead because i'm like i feel like they just like thought it sounded cool and like they like ran with it a little bit you know see i would agree with you only if that wasn't literally the impetus of the episode like they talk about the ides of march within the episode they say oh, we're going to be having the party to celebrate the Ides of March. So it was it was probably one of the first and only episodes that I've actually seen the title of the episode actually yeah. connected this directly. In, like literally, they yeah. throw a party that was like very Julius Caesar-like. So maybe exactly. that's, that's their only throw to, to that title. I don't know. Right. We'll but And that's the thing. Like I don't know if someone was specifically supposed to be um, Julius Caesar, but... Um, that's an interesting theory that we can bring up because Brett was dressed. He was probably the yeah, one of the was. only characters yeah, he was. Um, dressed up as Julius Caesar. So he could be the one that everybody's betraying. We'll circle back to that at the very end. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that could be a situation as well. Yeah. All right. So the whole episode starts off with Jughead and his voiceover saying the week started like any other. Who would have guessed where I'd be by the end? And I wanted to call it out just because it was a very noticeable line. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm going to bring it back at the end of the episode as well. So that's how it starts. And really, it's just like a cycle of showing Archie getting ready to for his day. It's Monday, according to the episode. And um, he's going to the El Royale. And he's talking to Monroe's grandma, who is watching the community center during the day. Um And she has a really quick conversation with him saying like, oh, good for you. Like, I can't believe you're doing this and you're doing your construction and you're doing school. And she's like, you would be like such a good um, person to be in college. Like the colleges must be like trying to snatch you up. She like hit him where it hurt. Like yeah. she definitely like was like a trigger point. He's like, uh, 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 uh. He's, he's like, like oh, shit, college. I forgot <laughs> yeah, about like, that part of true, my true, life. True, true. Um, um, so- I just want to say how random it was that Frank's storyline is literally over. Like, can Gone. we just take a moment Bye. and like <laughs> say like a prayer quickly for Frank? Because like they couldn't even just keep him in the show. They had to hire a brand new actress to play Monroe's grandma. Yeah. Just so that they could be like the gym is running while Archie is <laughs> it's cool. He could have and to your point, absolutely. <laughs> he could have easily been that person for Archie. Yeah. Just been the person yeah. that sits and manages one thing, but he had to be in a fucking mercenary <laughs> assassin. Okay. Yeah. Cool guys. Thank you for that RIP storyline. So dumb. Um, so Archie gets this idea from old lady Monroe and she goes to see he goes to see Mr. Honey. Um, in the next scene and he says well like I just want to see if it's still possible for me to apply for colleges and Honey's like bro you might not even graduate high school like, forget applications he's like, <laughs> like, yeah he's like bro have you watched Riverdale season 3 like you basically missed the whole school year like you did not come to school he's like you missed a school year you are yeah. not graduating <laughs> like you're not and even I'm, gonna get there <laughs> yeah you're not even gonna get there and then archie's like you mean i'm not gonna walk with my friends at graduation and they're yeah. he's like, no dude like you can't graduate like you missed a full fucking year of school <laughs> like, exactly you know and i was just like um, and that's the thing he says like but can i walk with my class and he's like no <laughs> like you obviously yeah, no. that's you not can. how that works like, you're not graduating and you know this this was just one of those moments again that made me feel so sad because i do feel like we missed 
so much of their high school experience because season three was wasted. Like season three yeah. was so on crack that 100. we missed a lot of that, a lot of this stuff. Like, hey, what can I do to get into college? Hey, how do I do my application? Like we missed all of those scenes and now it's sort of picking up from that part. And Archie's like, but wait, like <laughs> I might I might want to go to college now. Exactly. But and it's that, a little And weird. it is funny. It's like fucking Monroe's grandma is the one that makes him be like, oh, light bulb. I'm like, come on, man. You could have written that a little bit better. But anyway, so he's not walking in this class. I don't know why we're talking about this because, like, the way this episode ends, like, I don't even care if Archie doesn't go to school. Like, it doesn't matter. You know what's funny? You know what's funny? It doesn't get mentioned till like the end of the episode like right. this whole conversation with honey doesn't even have time to, to resolve itself until at the end when archie's like oh bt dubs like i can't walk with you guys yeah. at graduation i'm not going to graduate y'all um, i was like well yeah that happened <laughs> yeah anyway so that happens then it cuts to the lodge fam residence the pembroke and first of all are we just gonna ignore that hermosa is just hanging out yeah, at home she's now just like She's no mention like there was not even a sentence like not even one sentence being like come sit down veronica She's you're gonna live you're here. Si- or yeah. not even like your sister's back from miami for the week or like for two weeks or for the next three episodes like not literally can you guys give us one sentence I know, is it that I know. is it really that hard I like don't my god i don't understand like how they develop these things and like these arcs that feel so like they don't flow like she's just randomly sitting there at the breakfast table like are we not gonna talk about this anymore like she's just in the fam now like yeah cool like hermione's totally cool with this like everyone's good okay cool 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 like doesn't didn't make any sense very disappointed in how that was all wrapped together then um while they're having breakfast Hiram is trying to like lift his cup of tea and he drops it because like his hands are shaking and Veronica goes to try to help him and he's like don't touch me and she's like fine I'm gonna go to school like she just like rages out and like dips and um right away she like it literally like goes oh my god (laughs) it like follows her from like outside the Pembroke all the way to the school down the hallway because it literally followed her outside the apartment. Like, yeah. the camera turns. She's, like, walking, walking from the table, walking to the living room, grabs her jacket, grabs her purse, goes to, like, the front door, unlocks the door. Like, it, like, tracked yeah. her all the way out. I'm like, why is this shot still then like, she being held? walks down the school hallway. She hears Archie. She closes the door. She sits on his dick. She locks the door, and then she Final- sits on his dick. <laughs> Final destination on his pants. <laughs> I was like, all right. Uh, okay. <laughs> let's go let's move on um so of course like right away they start making out and then they like i guess like bone each he's other like, in the music room. he's like what's happening right now he's like we haven't done this in so long yeah he's like good morning to you morning wood and did you miss them together um you know what i will say that i was really happy and i'm sure all the varchi shippers were like losing their minds because we got like a sex scene pretty much um I'm a little disappointed. I feel like it was definitely the writers and the editors and whatever the producers being like, you guys miss Varchi here. Varchi, 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 Varchi. Like they just yeah. like threw it all at, in your face. Yeah. And it didn't make up for the fact that we didn't see them for the last first half of the season together. Yeah. Like we're in yeah. episode 14 guys, 13 guys. And, and like this is the first. This is the first time. What did you think of the fact that they just kind of threw that in there? Um, you know what? I I missed it. Like it was a hot sex scene for sure. But I will talk about it more when we see them 
in the sec at the second time when like she comes into like the classroom. Yeah. Um, we'll talk about it more then because okay. I want to like dive into that part. Sure. So after they bone each other, uh, she's like, "It's our senior year. Can we just have like fun? I miss you." And he's like, "Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like we can hang out." Um. So then it cuts to Mr. Dupont and Jugs at Stonewall, and right away Mr. Dupont's like, "You are out of this quill and skull," and Jugs like. Is it because, like, Betty tried to break in and da-da-da? And he's like, yep, that's exactly why. But also, I was like, <laughs> what What was the point of the duel? Wasn't it, like, someone... It was all a setup, though. That's the thing. Like, yeah. like this all doesn't really make sense. Yeah. But it doesn't make sense because they're just kind of pinning it on DuPont. And they're like, this was all a setup anyways. Because this was their plan, I think, in the end to to get rid of him anyways, you know? But why have him in there in the first place? You I know, know what I mean? I don't know. I don't so, know. I don't know. Anyway, he didn't fall in line. I guess that's the reason why he's he's out of it. And he's like, also, you're losing your book deal because you haven't written anything substantial and everything is due by Friday. So they made everything like extremely hard for him to like achieve the goal of getting into Friday. Um, like this is what Riverdale does. And this is what I hate when they do. Like, you're right. Like they build up this storyline for like half a season. Yeah. And then in the matter of literally, like, a two-minute scene with DuPont, everything is basically gone. Like, it's, like, nothing even happened. And, like, exactly. now we're back to, like, square one where, like, Jughead needs to just leave the school. So it's, like, wait, what? Like, what they was the can't point? legitimately make up a reason why he needs to leave. But right. Ugh, I don't know. I don't know what so to I, think of it. So he's pushing to get this book by Friday. But then Jughead assures him, I will get it done. Don't worry. Um and they also have like some party that's happened. Like this is when it's mentioned that there's that party and during the Ides of March as well. Anyway, whatever he's got to figure it out. Uh, then it cuts to Archie and Hiram, and it's at the El Royale. Hiram comes in, and he's like, "I want to come to work out here." And Archie's like, "What are you doing here, though? Like, why?" And he says, "I've gotten away from myself. I've been sitting beh- beh- behind suits." I don't yeah. want to show any more weakness, essentially. So he's like, I'm going to work out here. I want to like it get myself cute scene. back into like tip-top shape or whatever. And so one of the things that happens is Archie says, you can make the check out, like your membership, out to the Frank, uh, sorry, the Fred Andrews Community Center. I don't know why I wrote Frank. That's weird. Um, the Fred Andrews Community Center. Um, and then it kind of zooms in on Hiram's face. What do you think that any of that means? No, to me, it was like Hiram was so happy. Like when Archie mentioned his dad again, like you could see that like Hiram got like emotional. And I think he was like really, really happy. I think he was like, holy crap. Like this kid is still like repping his father, you know, like he's doing right. everything he can in his life to like honor his dad's like legacy. Um, I took it as like the beginning of Hiram's like turnaround i think like we're gonna really see a different side of hiram this this last part of the season and wherever that leads him to we don't know but like i'm so excited for his for his role because he was so stripped down he was like i don't want to wear suits anymore i just want to be me and like raw and real and i was like oh my god this is so like cute yeah so i didn't necessarily take it that way but i will take it one step forward and say it was almost as if um, Hiram had a moment where he looked, he realized what Archie's doing on behalf of his father. And because now 
Hiram's dealing with his mortality and the fact that oh, he has for to sure. think about his legacy and the way that he's treated Veronica. Like, I think that there's that element as well. And for that's sure. what they were playing with. Because I was like, it's either that or he's being diabolical again, which is like no, really dep- d- disappointing. No. So I feel no, like no. when he, as soon as he said like Fred Andrews Community Center, I think like it was in his mind where he was like, true, I need to like feel like there's a legacy for myself as Being well left behind yeah yeah course. feeling a little yeah. left behind exactly yeah um so then it cuts to jughead at school and he's reading his first chapter and it's very short and like not really a lot and right away D- dupont's like well that's not even enough like that's just one chapter of your stupid book and he's like well there's more coming i know that you guys are thirsty for this storyline and that's kind of how that scene ends Then it cuts to Cheryl and Tony at the Maple Club and they get a phone call about a mystery donator, someone who wants to invest in the company. And so Tony goes to meet the person at the club and it's literally Hermosa in a Monica Posh wig. Like she is wearing a blonde Monica Posh wig. I don't understand why these Lodge girls think that like putting on a blonde wig is like the end all be all disguise like that is it like no one's gonna recognize me once i put this blonde wig on (laughs) i just like anyway this storyline we'll talk about it when it's over but that's what happens there um tony kind of just dances with her and then it cuts to in the same scene because this is now at uh it was a cool scene i will have to say i really like the music and like the lights and like it was just like a really cool like vibin moment in riverdale for sure um so that shows archie and Veronica and they're dancing and Archie says like I can't stay out anymore I gotta go home because I gotta wake up in the morning and do like the community center and this and this and this and this and she's like we were supposed to have fun tonight okay boo you suck and then she uh, lets him leave and then she starts like swigging from a flask so she's like having a drinking issue obviously then it cuts to Jughead talking to his classmates again and um, he's talking about, like, the next chapter. And he's like, this is the witness to a perfect murder. Like, that's kind of how that, like, the line of his story ends. And he's starting to tell the story. And it sounds very specific to what's happening to him at school. And um, DuPont still is like, okay, and? And he's like, don't worry. I know you guys are thirsty for the rest of it. It's coming. Don't worry. Um, then it cuts to Archie and Hiram again, uh, talking at the gym and he wants to talk to Hiram about some advice. He's like, I need some advice on schooling. And he's like, I, I'm not Veronica. I can't run like three businesses and do school. What should I do? And Hiram does suggest that he lets go of one of his businesses, um, either the construction company or the, the El Royale, um, He's like, both of the those businesses will bear your dad's name regardless. Just get rid of one. Um, so Archie's like, okay, I'm going to consider it. So then it cuts to Pop's Diner, and Archie and Tom Keller are talking. And he says to Tom that, you know, Vic, the partner of uh, the construction company, said that he wanted to buy it. So he's like, I can sell it to Vic and then use that money to pay you to be at the the community center full time to kind of manage that situation. Um, and I made a note, but I want to ask you about this because I don't know how I feel about it anymore. 
Um, do you feel like there is a possibility that Hiram's doing this to take one of the businesses so. away or anything? I think, I think if this was season two, yeah, for sure. But I think at this point, we're so far from that storyline. You know, if this is kind of like gearing up to be Hiram's final like act, you know, then like they're not going to send him off like again, like fucking shit up and like being this huge villain to this kid, right. you know, I, I don't know. I don't it's think just so. Hiram's done so many bad things. It's so hard for me to trust what they're going to do with his character. If he's going to be like an earnest and honest person. And because I think the one thing that I will say about it is because we haven't seen the moment of Hiram actually breaking down uh, emotionally, I'm still a little weary of where his mind's at. You might not get that moment or it might come like really at the end. But I think when I see him with Archie, it really, really like it like gets to me like he I think might be that sort of not like in a father way, but like in a in a business aspect, like he's going to try to help Archie with the two businesses and like give him advice and that's all he can really help Archie with. But that might be like huge for Archie moving forward for, sure. for the rest of his life. Right. Yeah. Yeah. One hundred percent. So anyway, so that's his advice that he gives him. And um, so Tom now is like, OK, I'll consider it. Or he's like, I'm down for that idea. Um, so then it cuts to DuPont talking to the entire class and he's like alert alert someone plagiarized something and it's like the greatest offense and whoever it is it's Jughead like it's like obviously it was Jughead and um it turns out that one of his classmates claims that he wrote the story originally like way back when and it's just this whole complicated situation and obviously has to do with the fact that um Brett gave him the new laptop and the file was on his old laptop, right? Yeah, so, exactly. Uh, Jughead is like, I I know exactly that it was mine, um, and I I wrote that story originally, and it was back in the summer before he even came here. Let me go get my laptop. He looks for his laptop, can't find it. It's obviously missing, which we obviously knew that that was going to happen. Uh, so then he goes back to the room and he says, "Somebody stole my laptop," and he says, "I'm going to fight this tooth and nail." And DuPont says, well, we can put you in front of a tribunal and just get ready for it because it's going to happen on Friday, the Ides of March. Um, And so then it cuts to FP uh, talking to Jughead and he's basically like, well, we'll try to help you out. You need to, like, keep pushing forward. And um, they're like they try to create an idea to try to figure out what to do next. Um, So then it cuts to Shoni and Varchi. And they're both in the uh, school lounge. And Principal Honey comes in and he's like, I was doing a random check of everybody's lockers and found this flask. He pulls out Veronica's flask and he's like, what is this? And uh, as he's kind of yelling at Veronica saying like, why do you have this? She's like, go fuck yourself. She's getting really aggressive. She's like, who do you think you are? I don't need to deal with this shit right now. She's like, what kind of, like, Hitler, like, freaking, like, regime is... It? I'm like, first of all, you have alcohol at school. Like, you're literally yeah, not allowed to do that. Like, you're literally, like, breaking the law. Like, you can't. Like, he's right. Yeah, like, you it's broke true. the biggest rule in high school. Like, come on. She's um, like, how dare you take away my flask? <laughs> he's like, give it back to me. I need a swag. Um, so, Archie actually stands up, and he takes the fall instead because... This is when Honey starts to say, like, oh, I wonder what will happen if Bernard finds out about this is her school. 
And that Archie's like, I'll take the blame. And he gets detention. And then that's kind of how the scene ends. And Veronica's just like, thank you for doing that, basically. Then it cuts to Stonewall. And most random fucking scene ever, Betty decides to hook Jughead up to a lie detector and have all the kids be there as well. I still don't get why this happened. No clue. Can you explain it to me? No clue whatsoever. I do have a theory that this has to do with the fact that they're building a case about oh, okay, like for like, later after. Yeah, tripping them up oh, on their okay. lies or something. Yeah, yeah. But like, I really don't know. Yeah, why, you're probably why. right. Specifically, because all she asks is, "Did you write that story?" And he's like, "Nope." And then it was true. And then even there, they were like, well, I don't know why you're doing this. And they say, like, this isn't going to prove his innocence. And um, Betty goes, you don't think I know that bitch? <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I was like, ever since She's they got her to so into it. Ever since they got her to say bitch that first time and then Twitter lost their mind because she said oh, bitch. Oh, 100%. And now, I lost it again. Yeah. Now Lily <laughs> says bitch like every other episode and we like lose our shit. Um and she threatens them. She says, just wait and watch yourselves because none of you will be left standing by the end of all of this. And I was like, if you guys don't have a plan, please do not. Please. Please, like, please, please for the love the of God. Down. <laughs> do not fucking make them this pissed because they were going to come for you. Don't fuck dish up. Yeah. And I think that's my biggest worry. If this whole storyline is true, they really were fucking idiots coming up with being this like this emotional and not being strategic like you're telling me that these rich dummies were able to figure out to just play it cool and watch them crumble versus be emotional and like fucking get in people like i don't i i just hope that they have a bigger plan what i want to know in the end also is like why jughead like is it just because jughead writes well and so they wanted to steal his ideas right like is that the only reason why they they're doing this to jughead or like do they do it to like a lot of people who come through the school. That's a good question. I feel like it does have to do with his writing chops. And there might be maybe a revenge plot that has to do with the fact that his grandpa went there too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't know. Like there is still a lot to uncover, obviously, in the season. Um, But moving on, uh, Veronica and Archie are at school. And um, she thanks him for protecting her. Like she goes into this. Yo, she r- was like random classroom, hornified. Hornified. She's like, fucking like running into the science room, and she like basically like mouths his face. Yeah. And he's like, "What the <laughs> f? Well, he's like, "What's going on?" He's like, "The teacher's gonna like come back any second, whatever." And she's like, "What the hell's wrong with you?" She's like, she's "What like, the hell, man?" Sex in weeks. Yeah. Okay. She's like, "If you don't want to have sex in a public space, then fine. I'm gonna then go living. <laughs> she's so, gonna live. Yeah. So, so again, she went so this to is go where I was like, okay, we're getting somewhere with Varchi. Like, let's right. change this up. Like, I'm so bored of the same ships and nothing really happening and nothing's nothing shaken you know and so this moment i was like yes this is what i want to see i want to see tension you know he's telling her to calm the fuck down and she doesn't want to calm the fuck down um and what is this going to mean right like for their relationship it doesn't mean anything because like they make up by the end of it so like whatever but it was still like fun to watch weren't you like kind of like ooh, like i'm i'm down for something new you know I mean, I never thought that them not wanting to have sex in public spaces was going to be the thing that breaks them up. But I do. (laughs) But I do like to I did like to see how Veronica's literally unfolding and furling on herself, um, which was really interesting because she never really is like that, um, at least not since first season. So 
it was interesting to see that that was a part of the element, but I I don't know yet. To your point, I do like I I do like the idea of a shakeup, and it sounds like a lot of the Riverdale verse is interested in it as well. I just don't know what's gonna be the thing that really separates like them. Not, yeah, yeah, yeah. Outside of the fact that, like I said, like last episode, if she goes to New York, it's over. Like they're not doing long yeah. distance. That's not happening. So, um, so whatever she leaves, and she's like, I'm gonna go meet up with Tony and Cheryl. So back at the club, uh, Tony is now dancing with Hermosa, and Cheryl shows up, and it's that song by Dua Lipa, um, and they're Did all you like dancing. This oh, I loved it. It was cute, um, yeah. especially the way that it ends, because I was like, "If these fucking bitches do not realize that this is Veronica's sister, yeah. I'm gonna yeah, lose yeah. my shit." Because yeah. in the beginning, when I was writing the scene, like when writing the notes for the scene, I was like. Veronica is one of the partners, so why isn't she having these conversations? Like they, right. either way, Tony and Cheryl would not be able to make any decisions about the Maple Club or the without business her. without yeah. her. So she would obviously have seen Hermosa eventually, which yeah. kind of blows my mind. Why Hermosa thought that it was even a good idea to try to infiltrate that way, like. She's a grown ass woman, and she came up with this weak ass plan. Yeah, she like, did not plan that right. Did not realize. No, no. So anyway, they're. Uh, they're kind of dancing with her. And then she says, Cheryl says, like, let's go somewhere special. So in this moment, there's like a really quick scene where it's almost as if Veronica was like in another area. And she's like at a like it looks like she's at a restaurant yeah, like paying a bill or something. <laughs> and then she's like, OK. And then it cuts to the next scene and it's the hotel again. Um, and whatever her name is, Hermosa goes in to the room and Veronica from the darkness is like, Hermosa. (laughs) And then she's like, Veronica. (laughs) Like, so extra. so funny. (laughs) So extra. So telenovela. I was like, okay, we don't need this right now. And she literally snatches her wig. Like, she's like, wig snatch. She, like, fucking rips it off (laughs) her head. She's like, like, I guess we're going to take it off. Because she's like, my cover's blown. (laughs) (laughs) So... She's um, like, this is an emboscada, okay, my sister? <laughs> and I'm like, okay, guys, you're going a little too far with this telenovela. <laughs> I'm like, do I need to hold my phone to the fucking TV so I can be like, Google, can you please translate what the fuck is happening right now? Um, so um, the one thing that uh, she yells at her, Veronica's like, I can't believe you're thinking of even doing this. You know that dad is sick. Um and she says, uh, yeah, I know. He told me that you didn't know that he was sick. And then Veronica's like, he told you and not me. Yeah, he just like, said you. She had a full out meltdown moment. Me. She was yeah. like, wait, like, you know, and I didn't. And that means that he told you before me. Yeah, she, she has lost a full it. meltdown. But like, I'm also like, girl, I I know that that stings. But like, you literally tried to kill your dad like two seasons yeah. ago. So like, maybe he just didn't trust you. Because Hermosa even says like, could you blame him? Why he didn't even decide to tell you? Yeah. And I think more than anything else, this is just setting us up for one of the most emotional Veronica and Hiram scenes yeah, we are yeah. yet to see. Yeah. Uh, 
the way that this whole story kind of played out, the fact that they haven't discussed it yet, the fact that they've had such a strong relationship, it's going to be a huge cry fest when her Hiram and Veronica finally get to have that conversation. Um, so just wait for it because I'm sure, I'm positive that that's oh, what waiting. they're setting this up for. Yeah, I'm waiting for it. Um, so then it cuts to Betty and Jughead at school. And now they're deciding to snoop after hours and go into everybody's rooms and check all the hiding places. But everything is missing. Like all the stuff at this uh, Quill and Skull headquarters is gone. Like all the tapes are gone. And then they get into DuPont's office and they break open one of the drawers. And in the drawer, there's a Baxter Brothers transcript. And it's the story that Jughead wrote. And it says like requested for print or like finalized version of the script, The Boy in the River. And uh, Jughead loses his mind. He's like, this is the script that DuPont rejected because they said it was too boring. Um, he's like, this is my book. So uh, Betty says, what do you want to do about this? And of course, they go and confront DuPont. And again, why do they think that this is the right way to do go about it? I don't really know like why they're being so aggressive. But he goes and like confronts DuPont right away. And DuPont says... Well, someone else wrote your rewrote your shit because your stuff was garbage. Your whole class actually collabed on it. Um, but I'm like, at that point in time, can you, we not just say that like he was literally being used for his words, like, and the yeah. fact that the Quill and Skull was all a sham. Like at this point in time, Jughead should be ready to slit all of their throats in their sleep. Like. I these guys pretended to be his friend, even if it was for like a week. But this yeah. entire time they were writing a book behind his back. Like, yeah, that's yeah. pretty tight. And I don't know. I just feel like if this is the way anyway, we'll get to it. I just feel uh, you like know what? it's so hard to it's really hard to grasp at everything because I feel like the writers are not giving us the full picture. Yes. Or not even like more than half the picture. So I, I feel like anything I say, you know, we don't know what's really yeah. going on because I feel like they're all trying to trick us as the audience. So, cause it may or may not be resolved by the end of the season. You know what I yeah, mean? Like, yeah. I don't trust whether or not the writers have thought about literally everything and how they're going to explain this is a huge question mark to me. Yeah. So anyway, that's what happens. It obviously looks like they've been setting him up from time. They just wanted his writing and then now they want to just get rid of him. So it cuts to Archie and Veronica at home and Archie just goes up to hit her and is like, what's going on with you? You're losing your mind. And she starts crying and she's like, my dad is dying. Uh, all this stuff is going wrong with him. So are we now confirming with what, based on how she reacts? And she literally says, my dad is dying. Yeah, that, which I didn't know that like it was that severe. Right. Because Hermione says, you know, they're doing tests and they're doing like yeah. all these like experimental and it's so early. tests. Like she said like they caught it early so like he'll be like he's obviously gonna like get sick but he's not necessarily gonna die. Right. But She's you like, know maybe my dad's her, dying. Like, maybe like, oh to her God. like you know like when you're that age and you know something like that happens to you like you do feel like that's the only the end yeah. way this is gonna end right? It's like he's gonna die. Right. Yeah I definitely think that it was a little bit of that but um, it was really cute because Archie connects. Archie uh, was amazing. Like her he was so freaking cute. Yeah. So she he talks about the fact that you know, you know, when my dad uh, died, I never got a chance to even say goodbye to him. And even the months before he died, we never really got a chance to like properly have those moments with each other. 
Um, and Veronica says, I don't think I can sit by and watch him waste away to nothing. And he says, uh, Archie says, you know, like, try to get him fired up. Try to get him excited again about life and try to do something to make him feel energized again. So the next scene is a lodge residence and she starts off like real strong. She's like, hello, vampire family. Thank you for crawling out of your coffins today. Like, yeah, why did she call them? I don't know. I didn't understand that reference. Yeah, same. So turns out that her new bottle or her new company is called the Red Raven. That's like the name of her maple rum. It was sick. Yeah. And uh, she shows like a whole ad campaign. She like printed out a Bristol board and everything. She brought like her stand and PowerPoint slides, whatever. And she's showing the entire family. She's like, this is our revenue stream. This is what we're going to do. This is our profit margins, like money, money, business, business. And she's basically telling Hiram that she's going to win. And um, she, yeah, because uh, he's like, you're just like a small company. He's like, you're not going to beat me out. Right. And she's like, no, she's like, Cheryl's going to like open up more factories for like the maple. And she's like, we're going to fucking kill you. So basically, like, get ready. And, and this was like, like most, yeah, he literally the most random line ever. He's like, congratulations, <laughs> Miha. You have sex successfully awoken the dragon. It was like prepare to be eaten. I was like, it was like what? half dirty, but like awkward, too. I was like, Ew, yeah. Like, <laughs> Why couldn't he say, like, you just awoken the ready. dragon? Prepared to like be burned, like why would? But why be eaten? Like dragons aren't known for being yeah, for exactly. eating things. They like they're eat. they're known for burning shit down. That's true. So whatever oh, he did, he's so excited to like prepared leave. to be eaten. I'm like what? <laughs> like you couldn't say Dracarys, I get it, but like you yeah, could have said fire. Like sick. literally, could have said anything else. So. Uh, after he leaves, Hermione starts yelling at her uh, Veronica, and she's like, "Why would you do that? You know your dad is sick. He doesn't she's need like, this Veronica, right now. How could you do this to your dad?" Yeah, no, no, no. I'm like, <laughs> is Hermione's only storyline this season gonna be that Hiram is sick? Like, I thought she was mayor. Like, what? Or oh, he's mayor now. Like, well, what yeah, happened to Hermione's anything. character? She she's literally like nothing like, anymore. Yeah, she got sucked into nothingness. Like, that's yeah. she's just there. I'm surprised that she was even at the table, girl. Seriously, like, no, fuck. it's true. It's at true. Like, point. that's all we could hope for. Is yeah, that she's at the table. <laughs> <laughs> and so Veronica's like, "I'm gonna get Daddy better all by myself, myself. without I'm you Veronica guys. Lodge. Only I know how my daddy's feeling, and you guys don't know." I was like, "Girl." Your mom has been married to him <laughs> since, like, the beginning of time. I think she knows him probably better than you do. You're, like, 16 years old, so calm the fuck down. And also, like, girl, you didn't she even know so about your up. secret sister, yeah, so yeah. you don't know shit. Like, <laughs> you don't about know shit Hiram. about your dad. And he embezzled all that money how many years ago? So, like, yeah. you don't know your dad at all, Veronica. <laughs> so the one thing that I wanted to ask you and the audience at this point is, why do you think they took this angle instead of having them all on the same side? I don't like, know. I don't know. Why wouldn't she I have Veronica team up with her sister and her mom to be like, let's make sure that dad's sick? You know, like, I cool. Know. I can't even question. say sick anymore because he's actually sick. <laughs> um, I, don't, I don't know why. Yeah. Like, unless that's going to happen later, unless we're going to see that kind of all come together at the very end of the season where the Lodge family comes together as a unit yeah. to help I him out. I think they will. I think in the end they will. But I think this is this is Veronica's reaction to everything. It's like, right. I can do it. I got this. I can do, I can it, do it, it on my own. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, anyway, so then it cuts to uh, Betty and Jughead, and they're just they've got their like crazy homeland board on the wall, and they're just kind of making all these connections and dots, and they're concluding, but we're not one hundred percent confirmed. They're concluding that Dupont is the one who pushed Mr. Chipping to kill himself, and he's kind of the mastermind around all of this. But then at the very end of the conversation, she directs it toward Donna, and she says, but I feel like Donna, we need to figure out what's going on with her. So then it cuts to a really quick scene where Donna and Betty are talking at Pops, and Betty says, I don't think that you had an affair. Um, Don't let yourself be a victim. Uh, Come forward if DuPont is the one that was pushing you to do this. And Donna basically just laughs in her face is like, you don't even know what you're talking about. You and your little uh, detective boyfriend. You think you guys think you can figure this out. Um, and then she's like, we'll see about that. And then she walks away. So obviously, she, uh, Betty's either A, a idiot, just like her boyfriend, or B, they're literally lining them up and setting them up. So they're going to like l- like lose at the end of all of this. So then it cuts to Brett and Jughead at school, and uh, Jughead goes in on him. He's like, you piece of shit. I'm done with this situation. I'm taking you down. I'm going to destroy you. Um, I'm gonna, like When I'm at that tribunal, I'm going to say every single thing. I'm not going to like hold back. And uh, Brett's like, you're not going to say a damn thing. I have a sex tape of you and your girlfriend, and... Um, Jughead goes back and he says, you think blackmail is going to stop me? And Brett says, it's not going to hurt you, but it's going to destroy Betty's career and it's going to make her, her feel upset or whatever. Um, and he's like, what are you going to do about that? And Jughead kind of backs down a bit. But these are the moments where I was like, why can't he have these conversations with Betty? Like, Betty's Betty's literally his only lifeline right now, and they're working on this together. So why don't make any rash decisions? And anyway, we'll get to the end, because I really feel like there's something there that we need to talk about. But um, let's talk about the next scene, where Archie is about to sign the contract to sell the company. The guy Vic is there, and Tom Keller's there, and... He's about to sign it, and then he's like, no, I don't want to do this. Yeah, so he's like, never mind, I want to do it. Then it cuts back to Jughead at the tribunal. So now we're at Friday, I guess, the eyes of March. And um, DuPont says, just to remind you, if you go ahead with this, you might just get expelled. Like, this is, like, we're going to be going through everything. It's going to be a very arduous situation. So you can, like, you can fess up now and just get expelled and, like, end it or you can put yourself through this whole process and he says like do you want to fess up and Jughead's like you know what fuck this I'm leaving and he looks like really upset so as they're leaving FP yells at him he's like what's wrong with you I I thought that you could have taken them down you had so many opportunities to like use things as evidence and Jughead says like you don't know how these people work they're these rich assholes and they just always want to take me down this game has been fixed from the very beginning. I really, I really liked how he handled himself in that in that situation. I think that was really his only way out. He was not going to win that trial. He was not going to, you know, have the last word. He's right. Like, everything up to this point has been fixed. So, you know, they're going to do whatever they have to do to to beat him out. And he ha- he knows that he's got to play a different game to beat them. 
But here's my thing. I felt like this was a scene that he wanted to have. Like, it's almost as if everything when it came to the plan started at the beginning of the episode when FP, Betty, and Jughead are sitting around being like, we have an idea. You know what I mean? And I almost felt like this was a part part of of the plan. plan. Yeah, It could be, and it probably is, because, he again, he does know that if he goes forward with the trial, he's not going to win anyway. So he's got to do something else. Right. You know? And he, I'm sure at this point he has a plan. I'm sure of it. Otherwise, like, this guy's an idiot. I, yeah. And that's the thing. I felt like this, even them yelling in the hallways, was like, like it was act. a part of, yeah, it was on, yeah. it was an act to make them feel like they're, they're losing. They're winning. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, and the other guys are winning. winning. Yeah. 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 Um, but I don't know if it's not the case. And that was like a weird scene to me too, because then I was like, if he is actually upset, then that means he has no plan whatsoever and he's fucked. Like, they make it seem like he has no plan until the very end. And even at the very end, you're like, well, what was the fucking plan? So anyway, exactly, we'll get to yeah. that. Cutting to Archie and Hiram at the El Royale again. And Hiram's like, oh, look at the sign. Good for you. Because he puts up the Andrews construction sign in the office. And Hiram's like, oh, so I guess it's done now. And Archie says, like, we actually didn't sell the construction company eventually. Like, I just wanted to keep it. And Hiram's like, cool, 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 cool. But there's, again, a, a, a shot where it's held on Hiram. It's not diabolical, but it's not, it's not like, why did we have the scene, NB? Like, yeah. what was, what do you think the reason is? I don't is? know. Maybe like, it's just him. Again, it's him kind of thinking it through. Maybe that's all it is. Just, again, know? contemplating, like, the yeah. legacy storyline situation? Okay. Yeah. Um, so anyway, it cuts to Jughead and Betty and they're talking at school and, um, they're in their room and Jughead's like putting all his shit away. He's putting it in the box and Donna and Brett come inside and they're like, hold on, before this happens, is this where Betty also says, uh, yeah, it is. So she also says, I know why you um kind of gave up and i know why you just left because she's like they were holding the the sex tape right yeah over our heads and she's like that's why you didn't go ahead with it she's like i don't give a shit she's like you should have just done it she's like i don't care like whatever it's a sex tape like so again like at this point it sounds like she doesn't know his plan because if she did she would have known that you know he was gonna go ahead with this or she could have told him like just do whatever you gotta do who cares if like they release the sex tape of us like who the fuck cares yeah or are they just again putting on a show in their dorm room like that's, that's too <laughs> far i feel like like yeah that far like unless they're assuming that maybe there's a camera still watching them in the room so they have to oh, pretend as maybe. if like they're yeah. really these motherfuckers took a drama class to fucking yeah act no this you're shit right out. but that's what i mean it's like now they're just trying to trick us they're just trying yes. to trick the audience because otherwise we're going to start piecing things together um so yeah i really want to know like how far this is going to go back and yeah. when this plan all if started. it fucking goes back like hi <laughs> anyway whatever <laughs> we'll get to that at the end but um so, yeah, so Brett and Donna are like, well, you should show up to this party, even though you're expelled. It's our last thing. It's happening in the woods. You should come. And um, Jughead's like, let's go. We're going to do it. Yeah, but and he's like, no, no, no. And then Jughead's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, let's go. Yeah. And then. So, again, even in that moment, yeah. like, if they didn't have a plan, you know, she, again, like, she'd be like, yeah, we're not going to go because there's no plan. But right. Clearly, he has a plan. <laughs> yeah. 
So he um so he says to her like when they leave he's like I have a plan do you trust me and they have this like weird kiss as like a very long It was like a goodbye kiss for sure. Goodbye kiss almost. Cuz they play yeah. like their song, they play like that lullaby song. Right. And then he's like I love you and she's like I love you and he's like do you trust me and she goes yes. Yes, but very confused. Um, so then it cuts to Archie in his bedroom with Veronica and it's like kind of like post-sex conversations. And this is when he decides to be like, so I failed our last year and I'm not going to graduate. So yeah, but it's really cute because he does come up with a plan and he's like, I'm going to do summer school and, uh, I'm going to be able to still graduate. Just, I'm not going to be able to walk with you guys. Um, and Veronica's like, yeah, it's like good for you. Like, I'm glad that you're getting your life together. And, uh, he also said that he's going to try to apply for colleges for the spring. So he still has like his eyes set on like finishing school and stuff. Then he gets a text or I think Veronica gets a text from Betty inviting them to this party. So they're all going to get ready for this party. Um, as they're all getting ready, it shows at one point in time, Jughead, um, grabbing the mask and uh a knife like his little switchblade and i got really worried because i was like so did he tell betty the plan or is he just making her yeah like i need to know these things that are like in between these scenes because i'm just like getting nervous um and so this is at the party and um betty goes to look for jughead like they're like she's looking for him at the party and can't find him anywhere. And then it shows Varchi and they're like, let's go have sex in the woods. Like, this is fun. We're being fun. So they go and have sex in the woods and Jughead comes in and he's carrying his like bunny mask and he puts the mask on and he's holding his knife and he has this confrontation with Brett where Brett's like, what are you doing? What do you want? Do you want to settle this now? So yeah, Jughead's wearing his uh, serpent jacket. Right. And he's wearing his serpent t-shirt. And he's wearing this bunny mask. Yeah. Right? I'm just trying to remember like everything that he's wearing. So like, you know, later on we can like start piecing it together. Right. Um, and he doesn't say anything. He doesn't talk. He doesn't say like, come with me. He doesn't say, follow me. He doesn't say anything to Brett. And Brett's just like, oh, okay. You're going to be silent. Okay. He's, okay. Like, let's go, like, he's like, let's go finish this like somewhere else. And then like yes. they walk off right into the woods. Right. Um, And then as they're leaving, of course, right away, Betty misses him. Like she, yeah. she misses him very slightly and barely. Yeah. Um, as they're walking into the woods. So then it cuts to Brett and Jughead, but there's like no talking. It's just like music and slow motion yeah. shots. And he's, Brett's walking forward and Jughead's behind him and he's taking his mask off and then putting his beanie on. And I and wonder why, like, why does he that, do that even? Yeah. And that's kind of like the, where, where that kind of ends. Um, and then it. Cuts to Betty, and she continues she's to go sort into of the like woods. Watching, she's sort of watching Donna, right? And then Donna, like right away, Donna's like, "Ooh!" And she start, and then Donna starts walking into the woods, and right. Betty sees her and starts following Donna into the woods. Yes. So then she confronts Donna, and uh, she's like, "Hey, bitch!" She, she's like, "What you doing over yeah. here?" <laughs> and Donna's like, "Ha ha ha." 
huh you found me <laughs> and betty's like look bitch i'm the daughter of the black motherfucking hood you're not gonna fool me like i'm gonna get you guys like i'm gonna like freaking uncover everything right she's like you're not gonna like get us like we're gonna fucking like kill you guys basically and, and then donna's like well 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 <laughs> yeah. i figured you'd say that because do you know where i went i went to <laughs> Shankshaw prison and found your friend evelyn and then betty's trying to like one up her and be like oh you mean tangerine 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 bitch i do i already don't need to do that shit no more that doesn't work on me anymore that was episode 10 okay like get with it and then donna's like well 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 (laughs) she's like i've got another (laughs) magic word and this is the one (laughs) what word was it (laughs) i never find out going on and donna's like no 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 no. i have another word and betty's like what bitch like what word she's like clementine (laughs) she's like clementine boxes blood oranges (laughs) yeah so you don't hear the word but she's like this is the word that's gonna make you fugue do you want to hear it and i was like did you literally say that you're gonna use words to make her fugue like what like really (laughs) is happening i can't so so you don't see that ending it just don't see that ending again and then it shows kind of Archie and Veronica like kind of in the woods as well because they were having sex and they see um, Betty in the clearing and they rush after her and then no, it's so the they. They they walk out. They walk back out to like the party. Oh yeah 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 yeah. You're right. And Archie's like, whoop, zipping up my pants. Um, right. And yes, then the crew's there. Like only like the Asian girl and the black guy were there. Yeah. And he's like, hey, like Archie's like, hey, have you seen like Betty and Jug- um Betty and Jughead? And they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they're just like right over there in the darkness in the clearing behind that By one the clearing. big tree. Yeah. And Archie's like, even <laughs> Archie and Veronica were like, uh, okay, we'll go right. get our friends, I guess. And then they start walking into the clearing. And then you look back and it's now it's Donna and Brett back yes. up there, like squad group. And I was like, wait, what is happening? Yeah, so, like, basically, Donna and Brad got out scot-free. This whole situation happens with Jughead. So, they're fine, yeah. So... And then Archie and Veronica, like, kind of come around that clearing. And then they do see Betty standing, basically, over Jughead's body. Right. And Veronica, like, freaks out. She's like, oh, my God, oh, my God, like, what's happening? Like, wh- what the hell just happened? And Betty's like, I don't know. And, like, whatever, her hands... Were her, were her hands bloody? I couldn't even tell. Her hands so were bloody. Dark. Yeah, so it's the, it, it basically plays a scene that we've already seen where it shows Archie checking his pulse, seeing that he's dead, and he says, like, what did you do, Betty? And Betty's like, oh, 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 like, quiet. Like, there's no pulse. There's no pulse. Yeah. Um, and that's how the episode ends uh, with a little voiceover, which we don't usually get, from Jughead saying, it started like any other week. Who would have guessed it would have ended like this? and yeah. uh yeah yeah that's that's uh that's the end of the episode y'all i lots don't of know questions y'all lots of questions so many questions so many theories um before we get into ours i just wanted to read some of the comments and then we'll get into our theories mb okay yeah yeah so from at sweetwater underscore t um they said Archie killed Jughead and Betty and took the fall. It's all an elaborate plan for those two crazy kids to run on and get married before re- reenacting Thelma and Louise. But in all seriousness, Archie killed Jughead and Betty is covering for him. 
I'm like, okay. Well, damn, that's like pretty intense. That's a deep like question. that's like shots fired. Like you cannot take that back. Like yeah. <laughs> at, at Tina Hoven says, all I have to say is thank you, Riverdale, for giving us an episode where Archie did not get beat up by some psychotic a- adult. Agreed. Yeah. Yep. And at Grey Girl One Two One says, all seriousness though, it wasn't that crazy of an episode in Riverdale standards. It was still weird. This was a writer's first ever episode, so congrats to them for doing a pretty good job with the script. Uh, okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Cool. Thanks, guys. But, Kayla, let's get into our theories and converse, talk about that yeah, real quick. Yeah, let's talk so, about that last sequence. So, here's the... Okay. I'll tell you my theory, I guess. I don't even know yeah. if it's a freaking theory. I'm just going off of this. I really think that at some point, Jughead... Brett, Donna, I think they all ended up sort of working together, maybe. Right. And they were like, we got to take DuPont down. Like, DuPont is the real mastermind. I think DuPont is the one that's behind everything. He's the one that killed that guy. Um, And so I think maybe Brett and Donna and stuff, too, were like, yeah, he's fucked us over, too, in the past. But, like, we can't get out of the situation. Um, And so maybe this is their plan, all of them, to sort of take down the patriarchy, a.k.a. DuPont. I don't know and I don't know if that's satisfying to me I don't know if I'm going to like that either but that's I don't know that's kind of what I'm going with I feel like it makes the most sense but there's still so many things that can pop holes into that theory Yeah. one being we do like if you guys don't remember the flash forward scenes one of the scenes we see is Betty putting all of Jughead's shit into a box and Brett going up to her and saying you don't need to pretend to cry anymore. Uh, like, no one's here to watch you. And that makes me feel like it's confirmed. I like That they're not on the same side. That they're not yeah, on the same side. That's true, yeah. And also Jughead is dead still, technically, right? So yeah. those things are the situation. Yeah. I still think that I want to hold on to the idea that they're playing, like, the extra long game and that they're playing this out and pretending as if... Um, Jughead is dead. There's just a few holes with that situation because then we're assuming that Donna put Betty into the fugue state and made her kill Jughead, right? But if that's the situation, then that means that that wasn't a part of Betty's pl- Betty and Jughead's plan and that that was just how everything ended up. And I'd be like, okay, so then that means that Jughead is actually dead and yeah. we're just going to have to deal with it. Yeah. Or the other side of it is maybe they knew that Don. Like that's the thing. Like how far back like, are we going to go? Like how would they know that yeah. Donna would know that Betty had a trigger word? Yeah, exactly. Like, that's the part that's throwing me off. Like that's like the does part Betty I don't know understand. the trigger word? Like does she know what the trigger word is? Um, and like I like there's just so many questions with that specific scenario where did was she wearing earplugs? Like so she wouldn't yeah. be able to hear the word. Like I I'm not really sure what that was all about with her um so that's my only he could be dead for real yes i i do i i do think that he can be dead for real i just don't think that that's a good move for them to do it that way because it just doesn't feel like a good way to send off a character like yeah yeah it doesn't you're right it doesn't feel right and a part of me is like this guy at the very end where he has the voiceover at the very end also kind of brings up a big question because I'm like, 
this isn't Desperate Housewives. Like, he's not going to be, like, the ominous voice telling yeah, this story. He's writing this story, yeah. obviously, from some point. Yeah. So he's yes. still alive. You're right. I don't think they'd kill him off like this. I think, honestly, guys, like, if they did kill him off, um, like, I'd be shocked as yeah. hell. Because, like, Super shocked. nobody is expecting him to be dead right now. And they can, they can turn this shit around like crazy. Yeah. But having said that... Um, I don't think they would ever do that to Betty where like she would be the one to kill her boyfriend. And right. I don't think they would send off Jughead like this. I don't think that that would be, you know, a way to do it unless his death sort of does cause this whole like upheaval of like everyone gets exposed and this, the Quillen skull thing gets exposed. Like maybe that that's what happens right. with his death. But like, again, that doesn't feel right. Like, I just don't feel like they're going to kill him off. Like, do I think that Betty might not know all the information because he wants to protect her from, like, being a target anymore? Yes. Like, but do that I think- to me is stupid. Like, that to me is so dumb. They should have got into this together because they did get into it together. He called her and was like, I need yeah. my Nancy Drew, basically. Um, so then tell her everything. Like, make sure she knows what the plan is. Like, there's no time to be secretive right now. Like, right. just be open and just be like, this is what we're going to do. Let's get them. Let's take them down. Done. But it's almost like what I was saying from last episode. It's like maybe it's an, a, a, a thing where he can't say much to her. And he's like, I'm just going to be gone for like an X amount of time until this all settles down. And you're able to take down the secret society from the inside out. Then I'll be able to like come back to life or whatever. Yeah, because um, he does say like trust me, trust me, trust me. Yes. In that last scene with the, when they're together, so I feel like that's his way of saying like whatever happens from this point on, just trust me. Right. Uh, so yeah. I just think that it's anyway. It's all the editors. Think, it's all the writers. Like, do you trying think to fuck us he up. told? Do you think he told Donna and Brett that she has a trigger word? Ooh, maybe. But then, I wish I almost wish that that would have been a part part of his like secret. Yeah, you know, that big yeah. secret that they had to tell. He's Maybe like, it was, but they didn't show that because if they showed it, then like we would start piecing things together. I don't fucking know, man, honestly. And, and here's the thing. There's too many things that are happening that I'm thinking about now that are still completely unanswered. Um, yeah. And may not even be connected to this. Like yeah. these VHS tapes that were introduced yeah. in the beginning of the season. What the fuck were those? And is that a scenario that we should be keeping our eyes on? Is I this gonna be feel like I feel like those tapes are gonna help them figure out this case. But how I, I don't just, know how. I don't, I don't know. know how. Like, Maybe because someone's spying on everyone, like they'll find some sort of information or like right. they'll catch someone on camera. Like I don't know. Maybe that's how it's gonna connect because you're right. Like I was thinking about that too. I was like, how is that gonna connect to what's happening now? Right. Or, like, know. is Charles knowing, that? like, did they have a conversation with Chick and Charles to be like, okay, yeah, I know like you guys Chick are best there. friends and, like, yeah. maybe you can talk to Evelyn and make sure that, like, there's so much that they could uh, connect that they haven't connected. And I'm like, is it bad writing? Is it bad, like, I think or it's is bad it... writing. I think they didn't know where they probably were going to go with this all yeah. and how it was all going to make sense. Because I feel like if they really crafted this story from the beginning like with a with a good ending like they would have given us more bits along the way yeah. where we would have been able to um i don't know just be in a better position i feel like we're still we're missing a lot of scenes still that i think i would have wanted to have seen 
Right. Um, it almost feels like it's still unfinished, but like we're at the point where like he, we know he's dead, so it's like too late almost. Um, yeah. I do feel like it was because of sloppy writing. Listen, um, the one thing that I will say, next episode is called How to Get Away with Murder. That's like the <gasps> name of the episode. Um, and if you guys oh. are how to... If you guys are how to get away with murder fans, you know that this this flash forward um, situation was taken basically from that show, like that whole idea of flash forwarding to the murder and kind of slowly piecing it all together. The one and only thing that's hard about this is um, they don't often do that to like a main character without giving the answer right away and being like, yes, they're actually dead. Like. In the show so far, there hasn't been someone that has died at the end of every season who, like, is like, surprise, I'm not really dead. You know what I mean? So maybe they're trying to do that with Jughead where it's like he's not really dead, but there's still, like, a whole plan around it or I don't know. Also, uh, the other side Wait, of me are is they also... Titling, are they titling the episode not after a movie? Like, that's not a movie. It's a I TV guess, show. Yeah, I guess not. I guess they're just like, shout out to How to Get It With Murder. Yeah, like, thanks for copying. Like, we copied your season. Bye. Returning April 2nd. Yeah, it's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's one of those things where it's like, I, I guess they're not following that anymore. But um, there must be a reason why they're specifically calling out that show for next episode. Maybe we're going to get all the answers. Maybe we're going to get the other half of it next episode. That would be really nice. So we don't have to carry this and drag this uh, for the rest of the season. Because I really... Guys, I don't know how you guys feel about this mystery, but, like, I'm truly over it. Like, how do you feel about this whole thing? I mean, I'm not over it just yet. I think this was, to be honest, like, I think this was the best storyline they could have, like, written for this season. Like, I think it's still the perfect um, kind of murder mystery uh, still in within their world. It's not like a Black Hood thing. It's not like a Gargoyle King. Like, it doesn't feel like that crazy. So I do, like, I like how this all started and, like, where it's going. But, like, now I just kind of want to see um, how it all comes together and, like, is it going to be sick, you know? Because I still yeah. feel like it can be a sick storyline. It's just, like, I want it to be I want it to be good, and I kind of just want to get there and like see how it's all going to connect. That's what I mean. I just want it to be over. I just want to know the answer right now because I don't know if what they're going to give us is going to be worth it, to be honest. Yeah. like yeah, I yeah. really just don't think. Number one, we already know for a fact the reason why Jughead wasn't even in that burning uh, shirt scene was because fucking Cole Sprouse didn't even want to be on set because it was too cold. Like If you're telling me that an entire season yeah. came from... A, a actor deciding that he didn't want to be a part of a scene and they're like light bulb i got a whole idea for season three or season four i'm like that is already is such a weak starting point for something that could have been really really strong and compelling and you're right i think that if they wrote this properly we would have gotten the clues that we wanted that would have made this still extremely compelling television yeah um yeah. Like, I will say, when you look at How to Get Away with Murder, they've perfected oh, their flawless. formula yeah, in yeah, terms yeah. of what they give you, what they don't give you. They give you this, like, yeah. grittiness and, like, you know, the mystery around it. So you leave every episode being like, whoa, this season, even up until the point where we see Jughead's dead body at the coroner's office, the entire time, I don't know if everybody else freaked out. Like, I didn't freak out. I was like, but is he dead? Like that can't be real. Like, yeah, and I think with, I like, just wasn't. And I think with, I think with how to get away too. They play this like bla balance of like you don't really know who's good and right. who's bad. And I think when you have that, 
confusion you can play with so many different clues and so many different like storylines because you're like wait where where is this gonna lead but like we already right. know that, like betty and jughead are good and that brett and donna are bad right so it's like there's only so much that you can like create in that that we're that we're all, that we're gonna trust right because we're gonna be like whatever they do is is shady and then whatever you know bughead does is like good. whatever you know yeah. yeah and it's like yeah and I, I don't know. I, I, I just don't know how far they're going to take this. The, at the end of the day, these are high school students. They're not going to come up with like the most genius, foolproof plan. Um, and I don't know. A part of me feels like they're faking it to, you know, like Archie knew, like everybody was in on it. Like that's my only thing that I can think of. Like everybody was in on this. And yeah. Uh, but the, at the same time, a part of me is like, is this, are we still wondering whether or not this is a part of his book or his story or his first, like, I would be, I wouldn't be surprised if the way this season ends is like Jughead's literal funeral and um, like he's actually dead and they're reading his book as if it was the Baxter Boys book. Like, so yeah. some of the parts are embellished and some of the parts were That'd be cool. real. And that's why we got these flash forwards that were real and also felt very fictionalized. But then that means that as the audience, we have to come to terms with the fact that Jughead actually is dead. He's dead. Yeah. Um, and Which if I they think don't, I'd be okay with still because I would, the show I, is moving forward. It's going to be college next year and it yeah. might survive without him. So, it would then, only be good if they did it right. Like, it would only yeah. make sense if they actually gave him a, a compelling farewell. Otherwise, I'm going to be like, what a cheap, shitty way for a character yeah, the, to get killed thing, off. The thing I would honestly really hate is at the end of all of this, if, like, Archie, Veronica, they all knew. And it was just like, oh, we tricked you guys. Like, you never saw those scenes where they yeah. talked about it and planned it because just we didn't record it. You can't do that. Like yeah you know like you can't just be like we didn't show those scenes so but they did happen you know basically we don't want what happened at the end of season three where penelope basically has to explain the entire story yeah. to all of the fucking viewers being like and she yes, was orchestrating all of it yeah jason is actually chick and i found him in jail and now he's my son like it's so yeah, like yeah, random yeah, shit that yeah made yeah. no sense and i just hope that that's not what they're going to do. But, I mean, they probably are. Let's be real. Let's be real, guys. Know. That's probably what's going to happen. We're not assuming that by season four they got better at writing. Like, let's yeah. let's be real. Um, but I would love to know your guys' thoughts on this particular, all the theories that we just mentioned. Please, please, please comment below. Um, the one thing that I will say before we get into our recap roundups, because we haven't done those yet. Um, the one thing I will say is this show is not coming back for another week. So we have to next week off and then it's coming back on the 26th. So we have lots of time to ponder the theories. Make sure you guys fill our comment section. If you're listening and watching this on YouTube, fill our comment section with all of your theories. Are we right? Do you think that we're on the wrong, right track? I want to hear your best ones and we will talk about them uh, if we don't find out what happens by next episode. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but let's get into our recap roundups. Recap roundups. Best, best moment. moment. My best moment, I think I'm going to give it to Varchi and their yeah. all their sex. Varchi sex because uh, we missed it. I think we hadn't, we haven't seen them even together. Forget like having sex, but like yeah. we hadn't seen a Varchi scene in like weeks. So um it was it was hot and spicy and yeah uh, yeah best moment 
sitting on that dick. Um, <laughs> my best moment is gonna go to the club scenes. I thought that they yeah, were really they well were done. Cute. Yeah. And you know, I think that this show visually is obviously very appealing, but inserting this new like blue lights and like I just love the colors of these scenes and the slow motion that they're using now more often. Um, you know, it's just funny fun that to you watch. say that because my best line is Veronica referring to Euphoria, and oh, I almost yeah. feel like, and I almost feel like the the whole like production crew was like, we gotta get on Euphoria's level with the visuals because yeah. <laughs> you're right, like the way they did the club scenes and like the slow mos. I'm like, this feels like I'm watching Euphoria. <laughs> like, yeah, 100. it is that show. One hundred percent. WTF moment. What was your WTF moment? Um, WTF moment. I think it's gonna go to the ending. You know, I know we, we saw that scene with, with Betty beforehand, but it, like, to see it all in the full sequence and, like, how it all happens, uh, I, I'm still shocked. Um, I'm shocked that, like, Donna knew Betty's freaking trigger words. Like, yeah. You know, yeah. Um, My WTF moment is going to go to that lie detector test scene because I still don't know <laughs> what the fuck. Like, I literally was like, what I the fuck is her idea? I think you nailed it. I think it's probably going to come into play like later on afterwards. I really hope that they have <laughs> this all laid out. As writers, you guys better be like masterful at how you explain this because none of this is going to make sense and I'm very afraid. <laughs> MVP. Who's your MVP? Um, MVP, I'm going to go to, I'm going to give it to Archie because I think he was so effing cute. Yeah. I think he's been such a hard worker. Um, I think he was such a good like boyfriend to Veronica. He was so supportive. He was like, "Girl, you are tripping out. Like, what is happening to you? Like, talk to me." Um, his whole thing, his whole advice, like to her, how he was like, "I didn't get a chance to say about of my dad, but you yeah. do. Like, you should like, you know." I was like, "Oh my god!" Like, he's so mature. He sounds so mature. Uh, yeah. And such a and such a good boyfriend. And he was so cute. He's actually also my MVP of the episode. Like you were saying, basically echoing everything you said, he held it down for his girl. He even went as far as figuring school out for himself. Like he's finally, I think after that conversation that he had with FP last episode, um, this yeah. episode showed me that, you know, there's hope for Archie be to be a normal, healthy, happy character. <laughs> yeah, for sure. He deserves it. <laughs> yeah, 100%. LVP. Who's your LVP? My LVP is going to go to Veronica. And I think mostly because um, her reaction to her dad. I think, like, her even, like, I get that Archie, like, told her, like, trigger your dad. But, like, the fact that she went and, like, triggered her dad. <laughs> I was like, maybe this is not the best thing to do when Take your dad's like, notch, sick. <laughs> like, this is not good. And yeah. just her whole, like, reaction to her mom and the sister. And I'm like, yo, you're, like, you're acting like too much right now yeah yeah and, she was uh, very extra it was too much very extra so yeah lvp i mean at the same time that is kind of like veronica's impetus it like is. that's who she is, it is. Uh, it, yeah it but is yeah mine is gonna go to jughead with like a little asterisk because he's the worst communicator if none of this works out you know what i mean sure. he sure. can't look at his girlfriend and say just trust me and then just hope for the best so you know what i mean but that's if, whether or not this is real. You know what I mean? Yeah. If the lie detector test was a plan for later on. Right. Like we're thinking it is. That means that Betty was in on some sort of plan. Yes. Right? Yeah. She is just not 
she just doesn't know the full plan. So it's yeah. like, he didn't tell her everything. Like I said, I think what I want to see, if they're going to really wrap this all out, is it's going to be that scene that we saw in the beginning of the episode where it's FP, Jughead, and her talking about it. And being like, I don't know what to do. They want to kick me out of the school. And they're like, we got a plan. From that point on, they lay the whole plan out and say, like, make sure that you're worried and act it out as if you're in school. And, like, pretend that, you know, like, I just want a conversation to happen to be like, just act like everything's normal. React to everything normally. Yeah, yeah. So we can believe that they're like fucking up on purpose you know i think what I mean? it would be really it would be really really cool and i would respect them so much if they did this if they spent that the second half of the season filling in all those scenes agreed that we didn't agreed. see i'd yes. be like yo that's sick like you guys went back or like when you guys created the season you you made those holes and then you showed them later on like right. i would love that i would absolutely love that but also take in the fact that we're at episode 14 they still somehow have a musical episode this season. Like, there's nothing joyful about the fact that Jughead's going to be dead. So they yeah. need to wrap this up before the end of the season to make it more enjoyable. I don't think they will. I think they'll, I, they'll make us wait know. till the end of the season. I think they'll make us wait. They're not going to do it right away. Thanks. Yeah, yeah. The, the best, best line. line. What's your best line? Best line is going to go to my girl, Veronica. All uh, right. At the party when she's like, oh, God, it's like a Midsummer Night's Dream had a baby with euphoria. I was like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Her lines are the best. <laughs> um, mine is going to go to what Jughead says in the beginning of the episode and then what he says at the very end of the episode because they're very similar, but they're not exactly the same. Beginning of the episode, he says, the week started like any other. Who would have guessed where it I'd be by the end? Then the end of the episode, it sounds similar, but it's a different line. And it says, it started out like any other week. Who would have guessed by Friday night? And then um, it cuts to Archie saying, he's dead. And then that's how the whole episode ends. So they're both similar lines, but they're both different. And a part of me is like, is he writing his book? Like, there has yeah, to yeah. be a reason why they didn't use the exact same lines from the beginning and the end of the script. Because the writer would yeah. have known for sure to do that. Like, he, like the writer would have been like, I'm going to tail end this with the exact same line for the beginning because it's more impactful. But unless they think that no one's going to rewind and watch the beginning of the episode it and could realize. Be. I feel like they think that their audience is kind of stupid. So <laughs> <laughs> hashtag no shade. Um, we're going to read out some of your guys' recap roundups. Uh, we're going to go to at Postmaster Radio, who says his best moment is Shoney partying at the nightclub. WTF moment is the ending scene. MVP is Archie. LVP is Veronica. Hate to say it, but she was more out of control than usual. And her his best line is when was the last time all four of us hung out together from Veronica, which is very true. Um, it'll probably be never if Jughead's actually dead. <laughs> Yeah. At Sardonically, she says her MVP is Jughead, Betty, Archie, and Ronnie. So the core four. Um, LVPs, Brett, Donna, Mr. DuPont, Jonathan, and Joan. Didn't even know that that was their names, but okay. Um, WCF moment is the end. Best moment is the lie detector scene. Okay. <laughs> that was my WCF moment. So I don't know why that was her best moment. 
uh, her theory is Jughead isn't dead. I said what I said. Archie can't read a pulse. So that's I love that everyone was literally like saying that Archie is so stupid that he <laughs> that can't he read a pulse. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty I funny. I was dying. He's like, he did. But like, no, he don't even. They're know. like, we don't trust you, Archie. Like, move <laughs> over. Let me do this. <laughs> yeah. Uh, at Shoney Five on it says best moment: Shoney partying and Jughead dying. WTF moment. LOL. <laughs> she put yeah, the LOL. She's like, LOL. <laughs> Uh, WTF moment, no promo, but we did get a promo because we're recording this the next day. So we did get a promo and watch out for that. Um, our MVP is Tony, LVP is Veronica. Best line is Shoni saying, I love yous. Hey, love you. Um, at Grey Girl 121 says her MVP was Tony, Betty, and Jughead. LVP, Veronica, Hermosa, Brett, and Donna. WTF. I know a lot of them. WTF, the ending, and no promo. Damn, everyone wanted a promo. Everyone was thirsty for that promo. Yeah. Um, Her best moment is Shoni kisses and uh, saying I love you. And best line saying you've successfully awoken the dragon. Prepare to be eaten. And it's from Hiram. And it's funny because she's like, the fuck? (laughs) Yeah, she's like, the the, the, the fuck? (laughs) The fuck? Um, yeah, we were also very like weirded out by that. At Dazet Micah says best moment, Archie taking the fall for Veronica. WTF moment, the ending scenes, MVP the core four, LVP Hermosa and Stonewall Prep Squad, best line, when's the last time all four of us hang out to get hung out together by Veronica. Y'all have this like y'all hang out together and yeah, coming up with the they same want best the lines. core four together. So cute. Thank you guys all for all of your comments and all of your roundups. Please don't ever stop giving these to us. This is what we love listening to and reading while the episode's going on. So make sure you guys are doing that. A few announcements before we finalize this episode. We have our contest going on right now for a chance to win a $50 Amazon gift card and a pop socket. To enter, just rate and comment on our iTunes page and you'll be entered in the draw. We're extending this contest to the end of the season of Riverdale. So make sure you guys... Just enter, easy, quick, done. I'd like to take this time to thank our patrons of the episode, our Rewinder Squad, White, Nicole, and Faith, our Lit Rewinders, Tina Ann, Sarge, Serena, Slay, Kate, and Jessica, and our Mommy Rewinders, Becca, Sarah, Tamla, and Grace. Thanks, guys. And if you would like to join our Patreon family, check us out at patreon.com slash recap underscore rewind. If you join, you get access to all things recap. You want exclusive contest content and updates. And also make sure you guys are checking us out on all of our socials, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, Facebook. You can also find us on Google Podcasts, Spotify, and iTunes. Like, subscribe, follow, review, and comment to stay engaged with us at Recap Rewind. Thanks for listening and see you guys in a couple weeks. Bye. Bye.